back <laughs> to Murder on Tap, our last episode of the year. Our last episode. Hello. Hello. Uh, what? Howdy. Hey, everybody. Uh, we hope you're having a good day. We hope you had a good year because it's all over. Yes, it is. Just a couple hours or maybe you're somewhere that it is over by now. And to you, we cheers. Happy New Year. Yes, but not yet because we're still having done I know. But how perfect did it work out that the 31st just happened to last land on a Tuesday and well, that's we record on Tuesdays. Is. Oh, well, that's true. It doesn't always land on a Tuesday. Well, we usually record on Mondays, but we switch it to Tuesdays. Irregardless, same thing. Because somebody... Listen. <laughs> new year, new me. I will have my notes ready on time, I promise. We'll see. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, 2020 is right around the corner. It sure is. It's been a... So say goodbye to 2019. It's been a fun year. I'm and... ready to leave it behind. And I'm still not ready to forget to write 2020 next year. Ugh. It's going to take at least six months to stop writing 2019 on the dates. You know, I've actually gotten a lot better with that as I've grown up. Oh, I'm an adult makes you do that. No, I use a lot of computers, so oh, it corrects it for me. Yeah, it's not my fault. Um. So, yeah. Is there anything we should get into other than the beer hit? No, just excited. Excited to see where we go in the new year. Um, it's been really fun. I think we mentioned this last time, but literally going on to seven months as we record, and it's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Jose, for all the beer facts and for time you put into so this. Much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for equally liking beer as much as I do. Um, it's been fun. Well, you wouldn't be around if you didn't like beer that much as I did. So. Oh, wow. I'm looking for a new co-host. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what? But, yeah, I don't know. Let's, uh, that's it. Thanks. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for everybody that's listened up to now. Uh, we hope you continue with us into the new year. And, um, I don't know. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, so let's get to it because we got a party to go to. <laughs> Do it to it. Give us the beer right. of the week. The beer of the week. Let me, uh. Do this really quick. One last time. Oh, in 2019. I'm going to say that about everything. The last time you pour beer in a cup in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) The last time you put your can down on the table in 2019. Actually, that's all I will be drinking tonight, so more than likely not the last time. Yep. Um, so yeah, let's get to it. The last time, I'm... <laughs> Cheers. The last time we take a sip for this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, not bad at all. Ooh, this tastes even... The last time I get <laughs> foam on my mustache. Gross. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alrighty, then. <laughs> we haven't said that one yet, right? Have okay. we? No. All right, then. This uh, beer is from the Dudes Brewing Company, which was given to you by a co-worker, I believe? Yes, a friend of mine. Oh, a friend of yours. Thank you, Mary. There we go. Thank you, Mary. Actually, Mary and John. It was Thank a you, Christmas Mary and present John. for Mary and John, and 
Cheers to them. Good looking out. They got this from Costco, by the way. We appreciate you. Truly. Um, yes. Dudes Brewing Company. The Dudes. Founded, uh, was founded in 2013, and it is uh, family-owned and operated. It is pretty much, I think it was based in L.A., primarily. And um, the founder, I'm going to just read this out of there, how it was written, because it's uh, pretty lengthy, is the brainchild of Strand Brewing Company, original brewmaster from Redondo Beach, wait, 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 not from, Redondo Beach-born, surfer-turned-home brewer, Jeff Parker. It says that the dudes, uh, at that time, the dudes have been planning, uh, has been in planning for a little bit more than a year, I mean, uh, two years, and it was finally made possible by several investors, including majority owner Toby Humes, who is often introduced as, quotations, the big dude. Nice. Yes, I guess because he's a, he's a tough dude. Um, <clears throat> yes, I didn't find too much, but we're trying to get it going because we're 25 seconds away from the new year. No, we're not. And we're going to count down with you. What the hell are you talking about? It's like four in the <laughs> afternoon and we're sitting here drinking. Oh. We're getting started early. Yes. Okay, this beer is <clears throat> the California IPA. I like that. California. If you say it all at once, but California IPA. The alcohol by volume is six point nine percent. Nice. It is an American IPA, <clears throat> and uh, it's made with a plethora of West Coast malts. And, yeah, you can taste it. And California yeasts. You can taste that malt for sure. Yeah, this is a malty one. Um, they say, there's like, I guess, a little quotations for the beer, that this one is for all of the dudes and dudettes across California. You stupid Siri. Okay. No matter where <laughs> you like to kick it. Siri interrupted us. What word did I say that Siri went off? Mm-hmm. It's the government's. <laughs> it's the dudes. <laughs> it's the dudes. They're on to us. Um, color of the glass? Uh, it's like this beautiful golden, this golden ale color. Orangey hazy. You can't see through it. No. Put yeah, your finger under the side of the glass. You can't see it. No. Well, maybe your shadow, but. It's beautiful haze. And it's a uh, tasty, very tasty. Very. I like that it's um. It has a lot of flavor. Yeah. Smell it has it. that. Piney. Mm-hmm. Citrusy. Yeah, for sure. Delicious. <laughs> Absolute. <laughs> and taste. Delicious. Mm. It's that, um, that original IPA flavor. It's a hops. Yeah. This one's got a Some good Some people hoppy, uh, mistaken it for being a little bit fruity, but... It is a little just, bit fruity. It, it is. has a little hint of fruit, but it's not it like... That's that, it's that IPA yeah, fruity it's, flavor. It's, it's that uh, that hops, a little bit of malts, uh, piney flavor. Mm. Maybe a little bit of citrus or mango. Do you taste mm, mango? I say more citrus than anything. Well, 
I agree. It's really good. Well, that's it for me. Except that there's the can. This one came by a 12-pack, and it was like a variety pack, right? It was three different types of beers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a green green can. It's a 16-ounce, which I've noticed that most of these craft beers are like 16 ounces. They don't do the 12 ounces anymore. No, they can't. Why? It's too good of a beer to just be 12 ounces, oh, you know wow. what I mean? Not just your Well, you know who does 12 ounces? Day. That's a... If I remember, like, the... What's that place called? I just forgot. Golden Road. Golden Road does 12-ounce cans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh... Enough of that. This is Yeah, the but that dudes. comes in... Oh, no, you're right. Never mind. Yeah, they come in, like... I think sometimes they even do, like... Yeah, I was thinking of individual ones. Just kidding. Never mind. Uh, yeah, green uh, can... On the top it says California, bad traffic, good beer. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. I used to get a bumper sticker that says good traffic, I mean bad traffic, good beer. I'm down. Uh, Green Can, California IPA, has a, a picture or a drawing of California with pine trees, um, cows, farming. Not cows farming, but farming with cows in them. Uh... <laughs> laptops, little city structures, and then in the bottom, getting a little bit closer to the, I would say San Diego area, it says the dudes, so that might mean that they might be closer to there, now. Maybe. I don't know. Like they're just close to us, aren't they? Where did you say they were? LA, oh, you know what, it says LAX right next to them. Oh my god. Maybe it's just a little bit lower in the map than I think it is. You are drunk already. And then underneath it is like a little uh, display of hops. Which is what the flavor of this beer is. Once, it you know, sure is. Good. I, we haven't had a hoppy beer in a little while. No, we haven't. We've been drinking a lot of uh, tasty sweet ones that don't even taste like IPAs. But they're good still, though. They're damn good. Um, It says... Uh, Little saying in the back. It's a California style India Pale Ale. It's all good from Diego to the Bay. Oh, do you know what reference that is? No, not a clue. California love. Oh. It's all good from San Diego to the Bay. I think it's supposed to be that. Okay. From Diego to the Bay. Yeah. I believe you. I'm. I'm not okay. arguing. California. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> The last time in 2019 that we sang. Oh my goodness. No, it's not. I'm going to sing the rest of the day. Uh, it says, great. Another West Coast IPA. Nope. This here is 16 ounces of pure California IPA. This dude is distinct and diverse. Just like the Golden State, we're talking about a plethora of West Coast hops, West Coast malts, and California yeast being handcrafted to create this California-style IPA. So, whether you kick it in the social, I mean, sorry, the SoCal surf or the SenCal turf, the LA smog or the Bay Area fog, this one's for all the dudes and dudettes across California. Nice. California. I told you I was going to sing again. Oh, God. Well, anyway, that was good. Uh, great oh. choice. Ironically, when on I received this... Um, Gift? Yes, when did I receive it? Last Tuesday, right? 
And then that Friday, I had a doctor's appointment out in Valencia. Ironically, can you guess the truck that pulled up next to me? Costco. No, the dude's brewing. Oh, oh yes. even better. Their van, their truck of some sort pulled up next to me. And the driver said, here, have a cold Here's one. A, yeah, he just threw it at the window and... It, uh, you weren't able to catch it, so that's why, there's a, oh. that's why there's a crack on your window now. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. No, I'm just kidding. No, but uh, it was cool. It was cool to see them. I don't know why. Yeah, it was a, a coincidence for sure. Quite the coincidence. But yes, that is the last beer of the week. Of or, 2019. Or the last beer of this year. Oh, look at you oh. rhyming and stuff. Hell yeah. Okay. That was great. Um, Thanks again, Mary and John. Great choice. Again, they got this from Costco. I'm not sure how much it is, but uh, apparently it was something new because it caught their eye. And Yeah, check it out. They have three, other, three total variety mm-hmm. packs. This one was a 6.9. Mm-hmm. I think I remember one of them is a 9.6, mm-hmm. and the other one's like a 5.8. Yeah, it's nice. So it'll fit any person that wants to see what range or what flavor they might want to try. I like that. I like that when uh, certain breweries have like variety packs, because it's like you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's not all like, oh, it's a lot of alcohol. I'm going to have to drink this. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's a variety, so give it a try. For sure. And then hit up Mary and John and tell them, hey, we gave it a try. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Jose. That was real good. I'm excited about this. No, oh, you sound exciting. Here, should we cheers for the last mm, true crime? The last true crime of there 2019. We well, the last true crime that we're going to talk about. Not that that's going to happen in the world. Well, yeah. I mean, although that would be nice. <laughs> it would be, yes. World peace. Let's end true crime right now. After the story. Look, all these stories are always so tragic and so heartbreaking. And it's just been gone going on for so many, so many years. Try, so many decades. Try millions of years. So many centuries. Oh my goodness. Okay, we get it. So many I'm just kidding. But um So many minutes, so many days. I don't know. It just sucks. And These victims just didn't have a chance, but you can have a chance by being safe and just don't being alert. Don't drink and drive tonight. Don't drink and drive tonight, definitely, but Well, don't drink and drive anytime, but be just... Care. It's not about drinking and driving, though. The point is, just be <laughs> alert and know your surroundings and pay attention to your surroundings and some things are inevitable, yes, but you can always make a difference in either in your life or in somebody else's life just by paying attention give a hoot don't pollute what okay all right you know what (laughs) i'm just gonna go ahead so today let's get to it i picked the bellevue massacre Uh oh yes bellevue sounds familiar uh it's bellevue washington oh yes that sounds like a mansion the bellevue mansion yeah, for some reason I was having a really hard time repeatedly writing Bellevue because I don't know why it's a weird, it's not a weird spelling, but just the combination of letters really complicates things. But anyway. Um, That's why she uses a computer. Yes. 
for the autocorrect. <laughs> okay, so it was January 4th, 1997, when two young boys who were playing in a park in the Seattle suburb of Bellevue spotted a pile of clothes in the bushes. They go home, and the next day they uh, return to the park, and the boys soon would realize that the pile of clothing was actually a human body. Uh-oh. So mortified, they run home to tell someone of their findings, and their mom, uh, one of the boys' moms, ends up calling the police, of course. And detectives from the Bellevue Police Department would respond to the scene at around 11.30 a.m. The victim, who would later be identified as 20-year-old Kimberly Wilson, uh, wearing blue jeans, a white t-shirt, and hiking boots, appeared to have been involved in a struggle during her attack. Kimberly had been strangled and, um, I'm sorry, with a cord. I'm sorry. Redo. Redo. Kimberly had been strangled and the cord was still wrapped around her neck. Ouch. Identification on Kimberly indicated she lived only a few blocks from the park. So after the crime scene was secured and processed, detectives Jeff Gomez from the King County Medical Examiner's Office and senior prosecutor Patty uh, Eeks, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, Eeks. proceeded to the victim's home. Even after 23, 23 years on the force, Detective Gomez still dreaded informing families of such devastating news, obviously. Of course. So he collected himself to deliver the grim news. Uh, the two arrived at the front of, at the front door of the white two-story wood frame home. And three cars were parked in the driveway, and the outside Christmas lights were still on. In January? Yes. This is January 4th. This is like... That's way past the time for Christmas. Oh, my goodness. So, what are you talking about? Our lights are up year-round. Yeah, but we don't have them turned on. So, maybe we should. Maybe. Hmm? Maybe. So, knocking several times, Detective Gomez received no answer. He decided to make his way to the back when he came upon a sliding door. He could see that the house was dark and still no one answered to his knock. So Detective Gomez decides to open the unlocked sliding door and call out one more time. But still, there was no answer. With his gun drawn, the detective crept into the home, seeking any sign of life. Upon reaching the top of the stairs, Detective Gomez would uncover one of the most grisly scenes he had ever encountered in his 23 years on the force. Blood was spattered all over the walls and ceilings. In the master bedroom, Gomez discovered the body of a middle-aged woman lying in her bed. Her head had been crushed in Oof. by repeated blows from a heavy blunt object, and her throat had been stabbed repeatedly. That's harsh, for Near sure. Near the foot of the bed lay the body of a middle-aged man his skull had also been crushed in by a heavy object he also suffered numerous penetrating stab wounds to the face neck and the head oh to the face Mm-hmm. ouch in another bedroom down the hall lay the body of a teenage girl defensive injuries to her hands and arms indicated she had put up quite a fight against her attacker there was stabbing and slashing wounds all over her hands, and a, she had a broken arm. She, too, had been repeatedly beaten in the face and head, her head and, right, her face and her head, and her head, oh, while I drink. God damn it. Okay. 
messing up in 2019. Okay. So <laughs> she had been repeatedly beaten in the face and head, and her head and throat bore numerous stab wounds as well. Detective did oh, shit. Detectives would eventually identify the victims as 52-year-old William Wilson, 46-year-old Rose Wilson, and 17-year-old Julia Wilson. If you haven't figured that out, these are all Kimberly's family members. Oh, really? William was a <laughs> wow. William was a well-liked loyal accountant at a steel firm. Rose was a friendly, outgoing accounting supervisor at the university uni- fucking i can't talk today university of washington um washington washington hold on drinking again okay she was an accounting supervisor at the university of washington library there we go julia was a sweet shy senior at the bellevue high school and kimberly was a strong-willed independent individual who had graduated from bellevue high school just two years prior she had joined AmeriCorps, which apparently was uh, President Link- Clinton's President Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> President <laughs> Clinton's National Service Program, and had recently been in San Diego for basic training before coming home for the holidays. The Woodbridge neighborhood was in a frenzy over these grisly murders, especially. That's not a word. It's not especially, is it? Especially. <laughs> Maybe we should start drinking so early. <laughs> You're the one who's drinking early. Okay. Everybody should be drinking along as I mispronounce these words. Yeah. Unless you're driving, then don't drink. Everybody Just will for be those drunk. who are at home drinking. So, um, right, so the neighborhood is going crazy over these murders, and especially since police did not have any suspects or any kind of motive um, described to them. So, although sexual assault was not evident, Kimberly had also been kicked or stomped on with enough force to break three ribs and injure her kidneys and spleen. No weapons were recovered from either crime scene. After several interviews with friends and family, detectives learned of the Saturday Night Denny's Club. Kimberly, although not a goth herself, had several... Oh, I cannot talk today. Had several friends who were part of such a group um, that would pretty much like hang out late at night at the Denny's restaurant in Bellevue. Hence the name Saturday Night Denny's Club. Denny's. Way to be original, guys. So, um, and this, Denny's apparently was not that far from the Wilson's home. The Saturday Night Denny's Club liked to talk about role-playing games with underlying themes of eroticism and death. For most, it was a fun interest in rebelling and gaming, and for others, it seemed to, uh, for others... Others seem to take it a little bit How more many seriously. Other, others, others, a lot there? of others, okay? Jesus. The last others in 2019. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Maybe I should stop drinking. Yeah, maybe. Oops. Okay. So, two members of the Saturday Night Denny's Club caught the attention of, invest- of investigators after being told they had spoken about committing murders often. Like, really? Yeah. 
you just you didn't think that was gonna like catch up with you eventually yeah so investigators followed up with the leads and decided to question alex here's the part where i'm gonna dread is his last name because i'm hoping i'm saying it like correctly alex barania barani alex barania Okay. And David Anderson, both 17 year old, uh, seventeen years old at the time of the murders. Um, both boys claim to have been at the Barani residence playing video games all night on the night of the murders. Police also examined the boys' shoes to compare them with a distinctive shoe thread pattern discovered at the crime scene, um, according to Wikipedia. So, Brani showed detectives a pair of brown work shoes, uh, claiming those were his only pair. In an effort to confirm both statements, detectives spoke with witnesses at the home and uh, some of the neighbors also. (laughs) Unfortunately for the two young men, their claims of being at the Brani home playing video games were quickly disputed. Detectives also learned from another friend of Brani's that he, in fact, had another pair of shoes. Really? Which just happened to have a similar tread pattern to the ones found at the crime scene. Ah, uh, well, you're done. Five days later, detectives revisit Barani. At this time, Alex confesses to the authorities that he did, in fact, kill Kim by strangulation. <coughs> Excuse me. He told the detectives he also had an accomplice whom he refused to name, who also pretty much helped him commit these murders. Kind of, but you'll see. (laughs) So, Barani said he met Kimberly at the park before midnight to talk and walk along the trails. He admitted he was 